Welcome to the Share a Story podcast. On our last episode, Lorene and I shared the first part of a conversation we had that ran a bit long. I would encourage you to listen to that one before you listen to this one. We talk about Jane Eyre. Lorene shares a story of high school when she was introduced to the book. This episode continues that conversation where I share a story with Lorene. Welcome back, dear listener. Um, all right, so Lorene, have you ever seen The Field of Dreams? I love that movie so much. And it's it's probably been a while since you've seen it, right? No, it has not because it had been a while since I saw it two years ago. Um, okay, so two years ago, I we... I don't know, it popped up on Netflix or whatever. And I was like, man, I know I love this movie, but I can't remember it because the last time I saw it, I was a little girl. And you're like, oh, let's watch it. So two years ago, we rewatched it. Oh, okay. Well, that that was nice. I, I think I have a copy on DVD somewhere. Um, I don't think we have a DVD player per se anymore. But Mm-mm. well, I don't know. I think I can play it on my computer if I wanted to. But uh, anyway, so um, I... I don't I'm not going to talk about the whole movie but um there's this subplot in um in the field of dreams and I'm I I kind of boiled it down to a few clips I made a little playlist on YouTube and I think I could put a link to this playlist in the episode notes um but I'm going to I'm going to have you watch this real quick and then we'll talk about it so dear listener uh follow that link Watch, it's three short clips, and, and then we'll talk about it. All right. I just watched those clips that Darian wanted me to. Yeah. Now, I, I probably should have um, I probably should have mentioned this before we sent our, our listener off to watch those same clips. But the, in between that first and second clip, there's another scene. I couldn't, I couldn't find it, but um, they, uh, Ray and uh, I don't remember. Uh, J- the character, James Earl Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones's character. Yeah. Um, Terrence Mann, mm-hmm. what, whatever. Uh, they're driving back to their ball field, and they pick up this hitchhiker who just looks like this little, you know, teenager. Maybe he's in his, you know, maybe he's twenty, you know, maybe twenty-one at the oldest. But he's just this really young kid, and uh, he's just like, "Hey, I'm looking for a place to play baseball," you know, and and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm Archie Graham," which is the name of the old man that Ray saw and talked to in the first clip. So they're like, you're looking for a place to play baseball, huh? And then they bring him back to their baseball field that he had made in his cornfield. So that's, that's one thing that you didn't catch. But other than that, what, what can you explain the story just real briefly? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um th- okay. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll just do it then. Okay, yeah. Okay, so it's about this old man who uh when he was younger, he wanted to play baseball. Like he wanted to be a, a professional ball player. And it got to the point where he made it to the major leagues, but he only got to play in one inning of one game. Um and after that, he knew he was going to have to go back to the minors because I, I guess he wasn't, didn't make a good enough impression or whatever. So he had to go back to the minor leagues and he was just like, forget it. I, 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 I can't go back to the minors. I'm just going to be done. And then he becomes a doctor and he has a career as a doctor for years and years and years. 
And then um, he, so he had this unrealized dream this whole time of being a doctor of, of being this ball player. And of course, like the movie, it's called field of dreams. It's supposed to be the field where dreams come true. And uh, as a ghost or as like, I don't know, I guess they're ghosts. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all these old timey ball players are coming back and they're playing baseball. And he gets to, as now as this like, rookie ball player gets to go play ball with the big leagues and and he gets to realize his dream except it's sort of i don't know like it's kind of interesting because even though his dream is like this fantasy the way it plays out it doesn't it doesn't really work out the way that he wants it to because it's reality and kind of (laughs) (laughs) uh and then in the third scene, there's this little girl who gets hurt. She falls from the bleachers. She gets hurt and she's unconscious. And these ball players are all looking at what happens. And, and the girl's dad looks out at this rookie ball player, this little 20-year-old kid. In the field. Out in the field playing baseball. Well, they all stop to stare at them. Yeah, they all stop playing baseball. Yeah, but, you know, they're all looking out. And this kid, he just runs from where he's at to the edge of the baseball field because he realizes this girl needs his help. And he takes one second to stare at the threshold from where the baseball field ends and the not baseball field begins. And as he steps over the line, he transforms from this 20-year-old kid into this 70-year-old doctor. And he goes and he helps the girl and, and hits her back a couple times. And this hot dog comes out of her throat and she can breathe again because she was choking on a hot dog. And then... Yeah, back in his day, they didn't know the Heimlich, remote, the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> yeah, uh, so... Didn't he? I don't know. Anyways, he hit her on the back a couple times and that worked. So (laughs) all I can say is I've never played a doctor in a movie, so I don't know as well as as he did. But um, on how to play a doctor, I guess. But anyway, so he saves this little girl's life and then you find out that he can't go back to the baseball field as a ball player. He's now transformed into this doctor he gave up his dream for a second time uh and now he just kind of walks off the field and goes into the corn but what i what i find interesting is at at the beginning scene of your clip of one of the the first clip that you showed um the guy who's the main character what's his name rick rick Ray. Ray. The, the, you mean Kevin the guy, Costner. Kevin Costner, yeah. Plays Ray. Anyways, he says to him, uh, you need to come with me so you can realize your dream. And he's like, no, I need to stay here. This is where I was born and I was raised and I'll die here with no regret. And Ray says to him, but to come so close to your dream and not touch it, that's a tragedy. And he says back to him, if I had been a doctor for only 15 minutes, that would have been a tragedy. Yeah. 
So um, even though, to me, this is what it sounds like. Even though his dream was the baseball field, right? To play in the big leagues with all these amazing people. His real life dream was still becoming a doctor and helping so many people uh, to live and get healthier. That's what it sounded like to me. So like he gave up a small dream for a big dream. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you don't want to make the small dream come true. It just meant that that was a bigger dream for him. So in the end, when he had to give it up, it was still doing something that he loved and he still had no regrets about it. Okay. Okay. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, 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 I get something very similar out of it. I guess for me, I like the idea of sacrifice. I, I, I just love the idea that, um, I don't, cause I find it very heroic. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's this Archie Graham, this Moonlight Graham, Dr. Graham. Um, and for the second time, like, isn't that, don't you think that's kind of sad? For the second time, he had to give up being a ball player to become a doctor. That happened twice to him in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's different the second time because he realizes it. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like this whole thing, his whole character arch is about him realizing that he made the right choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that had he, um, I don't, it was for him, like his, I guess, relief, his peace came when he realized, oh, I wasn't meant to be a ball player. I was meant to be a doctor. I was meant to be Dr. Graham. But I feel like he did realize that the first time. It was just that he also would have loved to had given baseball a bit more of a shot than he had. Right. He would have loved that. that. Yeah. And the second time he did, he got the opportunity to do exactly what he wanted to do, play in the fields with some amazing ball players. And when he had to give up to become a doctor, he was okay with it because he had put some kind of closure, I guess, so to speak. And the first dream, like he made it happen. And now he was, he was able to move to the next uh, stage of his life. Um, that, I mean, for me, that was. For, for you, the fact that he got to play ball was. Yeah, he got the, to do it. Like, he got to do it. Yeah, it wasn't for the length of time that uh-huh. he got to do it. That was never something he mentioned like i would have loved to have played ball forever or for a long time he said i would have loved to stare at a stare down a big league pitcher pitcher give him a wink just as he winds up i wink make him think i know something Something he he doesn't like and that's exactly what happened it it totally happened well kind of except that when he winked the, it just it just made the pitcher mad and exactly. so then so he, he figured threw it out in his ear yeah but he figured out what happened when, when, was just like, when he did exactly what he thought he would do <laughs> but like it wasn't the length of time it was that he got to do it at all hmm. I feel like interesting because for me the regret okay God for, for me it's like oh he got to try to realize his dream 
And it just came across that, oh, like, he doesn't understand the baseball world. And I think, I, I think that's best portrayed because, like, after he saves the little girl, um, Ray says to him, oh, no, you, you can't go back, can you? And he just looks at him and says, hey, it's okay. It's okay. I better get back to... I don't my remember. wife. Yeah, I better get Lisa? back to my wife. She'll think I have a girlfriend or whatever. And and he walks off that field and all the ball players are like, thank you, Doc. Thanks, Patting Doc. Him Thanks. Him the like, yeah, like when he did the baseball thing, they're like, hey, good job, rookie. But it was like from a place of we are encouraging our young rookie, whatever. But after that, all the ball players, they were now all being like, oh, thanks, Doc. Yeah, thanks, Doc. That was amazing, Doc, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was the king when he was Dr. Graham. When he was Moonlight Graham, he was just a rookie ball player, if that makes sense. So for me, the real power of that story is when he sacrifices his ball player life for his doctor life that second time, this time there's no regrets, but not because he got to play, but because he realized, oh, I'm not a ball player. I'm a doctor. I'm Dr. Graham. I'm, I'm the guy who helps a dad keep his daughter when she's choking on a hot dog. And uh, to me, that, to hi- that was what meant the most to him was was that not playing ball not staring down a big league pitcher yeah i agree i I felt that part too so for me that that was the power of that was not that he got to play ball but that the he sacrifice got- he made was now easier to make for him yeah but he got to realize what was actually important what role he was the most important role for him to fulfill what calling in his life meant the most to him. And that was it. And I I think that that is, I think that story can be very meaningful because we all have had stuff we've wanted to do and maybe we haven't gotten to do it. And maybe (laughs) because we're, we're multi-passionate people. Yeah. There's so many things we're passionate about most of the time. Yeah. None of us are only one dream. I think um, by the time you become an adult, if all you have is one dream that you ever have or have ever realized or one thing that you've ever wanted to do, to me that is not a real person because we all, we all want to do a lot of things. We all want to uh, have successes in careers maybe plus yeah. ride an elephant plus uh and a family I, yeah plus, like, like there's fam- so many aspects different aspects of our lives that we dream about doing specific things or different things yeah or even within one aspect we have different dreams right exactly and it's not like we can do all of them like we can't do all of them at once but in our short lives we are probably going to leave this life having not accomplished some of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then it just becomes, um, did you 
did you do the most important ones? Did you do the ones that are going to have the most meaning, that are going to do the most good, that are going to be the most satisfying to you, but also help the people you love or help the most people, you know, whatever it is, like the thing that is best isn't always being good at your sport or your job or whatever. Um, so I don't know that, that to me is the power of that story is it's a story about, um, reconciling sacrifice and, and, and realizing that it's okay and that it's good. We'll get back to the conversation in just a bit. Hello, dear listener. Darian here. We have a new sponsor for the show that I'm really excited about. That sponsor is Audible. If you love listening to podcasts, I think you should really consider Audible. They are the leading provider of audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. Lorene and I have been using Audible for years, and our library of titles is a good mix of biographies and memoirs, personal development, resources on writing and storytelling, and of course, titles that just tell a great story. One audiobook I recently listened to is called The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. It's about a little boy named Nobody who gets adopted by ghosts and grows up in a graveyard. Now, there are stories that I love, and I can tell you exactly why I love them. I can tell you that this part resonated with me because I had this particular experience with my children or as a child or whatever. But then there are stories that I love, and I don't quite know why. There's just some unseen magic about it that makes every moment of experiencing it wonderful. I don't know why I love it, I just do. The Graveyard Book is like that. I love seeing Nobody Owens being the one living boy in the graveyard, interacting with his ghost parents and friends. He gets into trouble and faces enemies that only a living boy in a ghost world can get into. And he gets out in similar fantastic ways. If you want to listen to The Graveyard Book, Audible has two versions— Version 1 is read by the author, Neil Gaiman. He does a fantastic job and it's well worth your time. That's the one I listen to. Version 2 is read by a full cast, so if that sounds like the version for you, it's also an option. If you want to listen to the Graveyard Book for free, Audible has a great deal for you. You just need to go to audibletrial.com slash share a story. When you sign up, you'll get to try Audible for a month for free. That means you get a free title to download and it becomes yours forever. You also get free Audible originals from a small selection that gets rotated out every month. And guess what? They're also yours forever. Audible has apps for all the major smartphones and tablets. You can also listen on your computer through a browser. They will evenly keep your place for you. So you can start listening on your computer and then continue where you left off on your phone. And when you sign up for your free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash share a story, That tells Audible that you want to support this podcast, and it really helps us out. So, thanks to Audible for supporting the show and sharing their amazing stories. And now, the rest of the conversation. So, what do you think? Um, so that movie for me is so powerful, but I had kind of forgotten about that little subplot, so it was so nice to to remember again and because I remember when I watched the movie how much that subplot how touching it was has has there been any sacrifices in your life that you've made for the sake of achieving something better 
of course and sometimes not even achieving something better sometimes just for the possibilities of something different or just you're just experimenting you don't know what it's going to be and and you're not sure it's going to be better or worse but you're curious mm-hmm. and that curiosity is what makes you try this thing and and there's been some it's interesting because i actually this is going to sound so dull but when i was like 10 i saw the last unicorn and <laughs> there's a line in it where it's like my goal or the best thing or humans are the only beings that regret or I don't know. Something about it made me think, and I don't know if this message was in there, but I remember thinking, I want to live without regret. I want to live my life in such a way that I'm not regretful. And I tried really hard to uphold that. Like, I realized I was more regretful. Well, it doesn't matter. I tried really hard to, to uphold that. And then as I got older, I realized how silly that was because there is going to be regret and I tried to do the thing where it's like well everything in my life has made me learned and blah 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 but no some things I did I do regret I'm like yeah I learned from her I got better but I wish I hadn't that I didn't do this or that this didn't happen or anything like that so um it's just an interesting idea about like realizing something so that you don't live with regret um because it makes you scared sometimes to do things or not do things uh-huh. and that itself that in itself is worse i feel being scared of living so that you don't do something that you regret or you don't miss out on something you regret mm-hmm. uh, that you later on regret so uh that that's what that story reminds me of. Okay. Um, this actually, I didn't think about this at the time, but um, it reminds me of the story we talked about last week a little bit because um, we, were, we were traveling all over the country and it was awesome and we've always both wanted to travel. Yeah, being traveling nomads. Um, but we really felt that that was not the place for us at that time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, where we are now, having gone through what we've gone through, I, I I'm so happy we made the choice we did yeah. to come back. It was hard, did. yeah, but I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and I feel like that was giving up. I feel like that's the same thing. Like we we gave up, um, something good for something so much better, something more meaningful, something that ultimately has been so much more satisfying. And um, like, we, we love the, re- the relationship that our children have with, uh, like with their grandparents, with their aunts and uncles, with their cousins. Um, and that's something that had we been uh, continuing to travel around, they wouldn't have been able to develop those meaningful relationships with the people that mean the most to us. That's very true. And so. family is a major, major thing for us. We love our family, nuclear and extended. Yeah, exactly. So, 
so anyways, that's, that's my story. Um, I, I think every time I think about that story, I, I, I get, I just get emotional from it. Um, Mm -hmm. I, and like, I, I just think it's so cool, um, to see somebody give up something so meaningful to them for the sake of another person. Um, Mm I, I, I'm always touched in stories about that. So actually that reminds me. Um, so growing up, I was, I was definitely focused on my career, of course. Right. And, um, I was always a very career focused person, even after we got married. And it wasn't until, um, I think our oldest was two and a half, three. Well, no, it wasn't until he was born that I realized, oh, this is the most important thing I could do. My career was still important. Like, obviously, you something, there's different aspects of yourself that you need to grow. And mm-hmm. different things are going to help you grow it. And so my career, my dreams, my ambitions, as far as like a uh, career, job, whatever is concerned, is extremely important, still important to me. Um, but I realized that the most important things, like my priorities, was my family. Again, I've always loved my family, but this was so different. Uh, children that rely on you and trying to bond with them and, and choosing ways that you... Okay, so a sacrifice I feel like I had to make was the way I thought about a career and regards to my family. So I I always thought, you know what? I just had a certain idea of how I was going to do my career along with raising a family. And that totally changed once I actually had children. Mm-hmm. And it did require a, a lot of sacrifice on my part sacrifice of sleep sacrifice of <laughs> of uh, certain areas i could work on I, w- I could work at like even traveling traveling in my career was something i always wanted to do and we got to do some of it but then we realized we felt like it wasn't the right thing for us and one of the reasons we did was because um we wanted our children to get to know our family better and we wanted a more of a stable environment for our children Mm-hmm. We realize, wow, that stability really makes a difference. You, you know, traveling, we didn't get to know that many people. So we didn't have, we didn't do play dates and stuff like that. So yeah, it required, it definitely required a sacrifice and a change of perspective and mindset. But I don't remind, I don't regret it one bit. Yeah. Because to see and feel there's definitely a change from the way I bonded with my child when my when I was still having my career the way I had it before having mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. to the way I changed it once once he was a year and a half yeah. or so. Oh no, two years, two two and a half. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and some people won't have to make that particular sacrifice. Like no. Some people won't have to give up their career. Um, well, not giving or, up career, change the, just the trajectory of yeah, yeah. how they approach their you, career. You, you, you just changed careers. Yeah. Um, and 
uh, some people won't have to make that particular sacrifice, but I think that raising children will still require sacrifice of some kind. Yeah. And that's exactly what I mean. Like it required a change of sacrifice, but also it was that having children made me understand exactly what I liked and liked and realized I wasn't happy in my career and I wasn't happy with the way it was going and I had to change it uh-huh, some way uh-huh. or another because my happiness at my in my job affected my happiness at home. Sure, sure. Okay, cool. Well, so that's my story. Um, it's a good story. I liked it. It was a good reminder. Um, uh, I'm glad that you... You discovered it and you did it. And again, it's that, right? We tell story that empowers, heals, and... And uplifts. And uplifts. And I feel like that story can do all three. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, um, if our listener wants to get in touch with us and share stories with us, there's a number of ways to do that. The first one is to email us stories at shareastory.fm. Uh, we also are on Facebook. We Our page is the Share a Story podcast, um, or you could just type in facebook.com slash shareastoryfm. And then you can also send us a tweet or reach out to us on Instagram um, at shareastoryfm, or you can also support us on Patreon. We are building a community of people who love to tell stories. So, and that's, this can be a place where if you are stuck on a story or if you need help on how to convey an idea, we want this community to be a place where it will be a very good resource for storytellers. Yeah. And remember, if you're on social media, you're a storyteller. So. Yeah. You are a storyteller, even if that's not your job necessarily. If you are a human being, you tell stories in some form or another. And uh, in a lot of ways, storytelling just means communication. So that's another resource for you and another way to get in touch with us. Um, If you don't want to join the community, you can still support the show um, on Patreon. You can just uh, pledge what you want, whatever you think the show is worth. Receiving that support from our listener is always helpful to keep the podcast going. We hope that you have a wonderful time. And until next time. Bye, dear listener. Next time on the Share a Story podcast. Today on the show, we have a guest storyteller, uh, Rachel Hedman. This is a story that suddenly came to my mind today because of our situation here. There was a boy named Peter, and he sat near his father knowing that any day his father would pass away. I have a rope. I have my hat. And perhaps with a rope and with my hat, you will still find your fortune. And with those words, his father passed away. Perhaps you would like to race my brother. Oh, fine, I'll race your brother. It was the last bit of treasure, and it made it to the top. Now do you promise you'll leave my kind alone? And so the water sprite 
dove deep into the pond, much relieved. We have to make do with what we have. Mm -hmm. you know, Peter had to make do with, with a rope and a hat and somehow be able to feed himself, be able to survive. And that's what we're all doing. We're trying to figure out what to do with a, a mask and a disinfectant. I don't know, yeah. but we have to move forward and, and still make the best of it. And we may, in the end, find that we have just as much treasure and things that we have gained from the experience as Peter. You know, if you can see the world a little bit differently than the hundreds of people that came before you, then maybe you can achieve something nobody else could, even though you have the same raw materials, the same tools, but maybe you think of a better way on how to use them and, and you go from there. <laughs>